When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. The game is over when the final buzzer sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line. Interviews, analysis, and your opinion. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Osman Auction. And now, the Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Here's Clefbaum from McDavid. Moving it, Nugent Hopkins. Clefbaum, one-timer, score! Right through the five-hole, 3-2, Edmonton, 2.20 to play. For the second game in a row, Oscar Clefbaum has the game winner. The Edmonton Oilers beat the Los Angeles Kings 3-2. Clefbaum firing home a power play goal with 2.20 left in the third period. Hey, thanks for tuning in tonight. It's 10.05. Along with Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. We're live in Studio 99. Oilers Hockey presented by Osmond Auction. You're listening to Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line. A lot of action in this game. Another tense one for the Oilers for the fourth game in a row. They're tied after two periods. They improved to 12-11-2 on the season. 3-1-1 under head coach Ken Hitchcock. Rob, the power play goes 2-3 for three tonight. Late chance. Man, Alex Iofalo got his money's worth firing that puck over the glass late in the third period. I don't, I'm not sure it's come down yet, but yeah. he puts the Oilers on the power play and huge shot by a cleft bomb. Huge win for the Oilers. Well, this is what we've seen over the years for the Edmonton Oilers. When they're having success, they get good goaltending early, keep them in the game, and then when they get to the third period in a close game, their power play comes through with a big goal for them. And that one was set up by Connor McDavid driving the defenseman back, getting the penalty killers on their heels, sets it up to Nugent Hopkins. So now when Clefbaum gets the puck at the point, he's got time and space to let it go. And there's a crowd in front. And the one thing that we've seen since Alex Chason went on the power play is Oilers have gotten in front of the goalie, not beside the goalie, not around the goalie, but in the sight lines of the goalie. Jonathan Quick has no idea where that puck is coming. And if you put enough pucks on net, as Oscar Clefbaum has this year, eventually some of them will see their way into the net. So a good play by the Oilers. Power play taking advantage of a penalty kill. But to me, the key, though, was Koskinen tonight. I thought Koskinen was excellent and no bigger than about 15 seconds after the power play goal as Toffoli goes in on a partial breakaway and and Koskinen turns him away. Another big night for Koskinen. 30 saves. He's 7-2-1. Now his record for the season, and, and you're, you know, it's funny. I, I'm not even sure if everybody in Rogers Place sought Defoley's chance because they were still celebrating the goal, and he gets in behind the defense 20 seconds after Clefbaum scored. Koskinen stops Brown on a breakaway in the second period. Brown gets another chance off the ensuing offensive zone faceoff for the Kings, all alone in front. Koskinen makes the saves. Ledoux had an open look on an odd man rush for the Kings. Ayafalo had a chance with about five and a half minutes left in, in the second period. And, and he just keeps coming up big and, and keeping the Oilers in the game. And now 
Quick did that as well for the Kings tonight. Very good goaltending tonight, but Koskinen one stop better in the end. And, and, and the one thing, and you know, we were talking upstairs with Bob after the game, I've never faced a goaltender as big as Koskinen. But if you're coming in on breakaways, it's got to be intimidating. It, there's got to be very little that you can see of the net. And we've seen him time and time again thwart breakaways coming in. I'd love to see him get into a shootout to see what the shooters try to do against him. Uh, he's such a big man. There just doesn't seem to be any openings when he's able to square up to the to the shooters. So uh, Koskinen made timely saves, saves at timely times, and the power play came through. And if you if you win the specialty teams battle, you've got a good chance. If you win the specialty teams battle as well as win the goaltending battle, that usually spells success, and that's what we saw with the Oilers tonight. Oilers power play two for three. The Kings power play one for three. They got a goal with a two-man advantage to tie it 2-2 late in the first. They did get a power play halfway through the third period. I know we're going to get asked about this, so we might as well just hop in and uh, talk about it. I mean, obviously, uh, a, a rain of boos after the hooking penalty on Nugent Hopkins. That might be the angriest I've ever seen. <laughs> Nugent Hopkins certainly towards an official as he was going to the penalty box. I, look, I, I feel like I, I've seen that called as a hook. I didn't feel like I was seeing it called tonight, and, uh, and I think that's why I would question it. Well, there were, I bet you there were seven or eight calls both ways tonight that should have been called, like blatant, blatant penalties that should have been called tonight that weren't, and that's fine. If you're not calling it, uh, some referees will just let them play, unless there's a scoring chance or something vicious, you know, go ahead and play hockey. But when you're doing that, when you're not calling things, you can't have a phantom call in there. And again, at first, I thought was Clifford they were giving the penalty to and I'm like yeah that's kind of a weak one on Clifford and then when they all of a sudden turned and it was Nugent Hopkins I go "Ooh, that's an even weaker one on Nugent Hopkins so uh, I, I thought um, the referees I think struggled in a few areas tonight obviously the offside call it's funny I was sitting beside my father in the press box and as soon as they scored I go I think they're going to challenge that that might have been offside at the, top, at the blue line so they missed that one and then there was an icing later in the game in the third period where it, oh, the one on the Kings. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it was so obvious that the King had won the race by about three feet. And the, they called it, and that could have come back and haunted the, uh, the the Kings as well. So, you know, everyone has off nights, and I, I think the, the officials tonight, it was a, well, we'll call it a C effort. <laughs> there were actually two challenges in the game today. Rob referenced the to Foley goal that was waved off. That was with, uh, well, it went in with 16.06 left in the third. They reset the clock back a few seconds as to when the offside would have been called, and that was not a, a very long review. The puck was out over the blue line, and Pooley-Arvey's goal seems like a couple days ago, way back at 121 of the first period. Quick trying to cover the puck. Pooley-Arvey got his stick in there, and, and they ruled that he didn't interfere with Quick trying to cover the puck, that he poked it into the net first. Well, I, I thought they were actually trying to, to say that if, if Quick's hand is on the glove, or sorry, his glove is on the puck, and you push the glove, right. then it's a no goal. And I think that's what they were hoping for. Um, Pooley-Arvey's stick got there just in time. It was the right call. And actually, both times they did, when they went to the replay, both calls were right. So I guess the replay was well worth the, the effort tonight as, as the, uh, the challenges were correctly called. So Pooley-Arvey gets his second of the season as we look at our adjustment of the game for the Alberta College and Association of Chiropractors. If it hurts, see a chiropractor, visit albertachiro.com. Obviously, this team is, is desperate for, for secondary scoring, specifically someone on the second line to score. And Pooley-Arvey 
does it tonight. Kajula was involved in that play as well. I thought that line had some good moments today. Uh, they did. Uh, I, I thought they did as well. They had a couple good options. I thought Kajula was excellent tonight. Uh, he was physical. He was all over Drew Doughty tonight. A couple big hits on Doughty. Uh, I think he was the one that set Clefbaum up uh, in the third period as well when Clefbaum missed as Jonathan Quick came over Bill Ranford style with the legs flying high up in the air. Clefbaum missed by about three feet. That was a nice play by Kajula. Pulley Arby though, what... what? Hitch wants out of Pugliarvi is someone that continues to battle, continues to compete when he doesn't have the puck on his stick. And on that play right there, Kajula drove the net. Smart play by Kajula. Takes out the defenseman. The goalie's kind of off balance and the puck's laying there. And Pugliarvi hustled to get to that spot. And he got there first. It's a big frame, long stick. He's able to pump, push the puck in. I, I, I don't know if Pugliarvi's where he needs to be as of yet, but I can tell you, when you're a young player and you've struggled putting the puck in the net, when one finally goes in for you, it's a huge confident boost. So hopefully going forward, that'll be helping him him as well as helping R&H. As Nugent Hopkins has played very well, he needs someone on his wings. They're able to put the puck in the net, and tonight these line mates did. Oilers beat the Kings 3-2. Clefbaum power play goal late in the third period for the winner. We we're mentioning Pugliarvi scored early in the first. The other Edmonton goal on a power play just before the halfway point of the first. It's Alex Chason from Drysdale and Clefbaum, his 11th of the season. His shooting percentage will go down because he had five shots tonight. Most guys will take a 20%, but he's been up around 40 most of the season. Uh, but again, for Chase on, uh, right around the net and uh, being a nuisance and keeping plays alive, and he gets the goal. Well, we heard a lot this year from, from fans that have called into the show that have not been happy with Oscar on the back end. He had no offense, no goals coming into the last few games from the back end. And he's been shooting. He's been put, putting pucks on the net. But what had never happened is the Oilers were not getting a big body in front of the goalie. They were getting bodies beside the goalie. And every time Clefbaum would line up for the big slap shot, there would be a body in front. And as soon as the puck came off, they would the player would move and hope to tip it. Well, these goalies are so good. If they see a slap shot from the blue line and they've got a view of it the whole way, they're going to stop it. When they made the move and put Chase on in front of the net, the thing that he does better than any other order is he gets in front of the goalie's eyes. He's, he's willing to take the abuse. He's willing to have the uh, possibly a, a puck hitting him being in front of the net. But he's taken away the goalie's eyes. And what happens is there's always going to be rebounds or the puck is going in the net. Because the goalie can't swallow it. If he can't see it, it might hit him. But if it hits him, there's going to be a rebound. And what Chason is also good at, takes the goalie's eyes away. And then when the puck bounces, he's got good puck retrieval skills. And he's got nice hands. He talked earlier today, he's, he struggles sometimes keeping up to McDavid and Drysaddle with his skating. But when he's in the blue paint, that's where he's effective. And having him on that power play has turned their power play around. It is much better with him on it. All right, Oilers beat the Kings 3-2-7-8-0-4-9-6-0-0-6-3 is how you can reach us. We will uh, welcome Scott calling in from Boston tonight. Hi, Scott. Go ahead. What's up? Good evening, gentlemen. Good evening. Listen, the Oilers are where they should be above 500. If they go below 500 again, I'm firing Hitchcock. <laughs> this team should be above 500 the rest of the season. And if they go below, I'm going to call you and scream, fire somebody. Fire the GM. All right, I have a couple points if I'm great at the time. I said it last call, I don't know if you remember, I said Ryan Spooner was wrong in that line. He's an ex-Boston Bruin where I live. I said he was wrong for that slot. Drysdale, I can't even say his name right. Dr am I saying it right for real? Dry, I'm not joking. Drysdale. 
Drive Seidel, excuse me. I know him. I just was. By the way, I listened to the game on the radio tonight because I didn't get it in Boston. I saw the third period on NHL Network. McDavid and Dry Seidel have something going, no doubt. But you got to get the right person on the other wing. And I'm, I hate to say the same call. By the way, I'll move on to a different topic. Grab me 60 seconds, sir. You need, you know what they need on the other wing? The fastest player in their organization. Oh, we've, Scott, we've heard this before. So what's your other point? Let me move on. You know what annoys me? Offsides replay in the NHL. You want to get me going? I can't believe that's a thing. I can't believe it. If it comes down to one inch and a goal is scored and they're like, hold on, blow I'm going to whistle. I whistle too. I'm drinking, by the way. Yeah, but, but it. What it, one inch, though. What if it's one Don't inch over the goal line and one inch not over the goal line? Still but one that, inch. That shouldn't be a thing. If it's that close, let the play stand. But what you if, look, I'm that, telling you, what if it's one inch over the goal line? Or one inch not over oh, the goal that's line? That's a different you change, Why is you're, that? You're it's still one inch. It's still I'm one inch. The blue line, offsides. I'm, I'm saying if one inch is one inch. Oh, come Scott, on, man. You change. Scott, come on. Th- th- no, I, you know what? I, act- I actually agree with you. I'm not a fan of the offside challenge, but if a coach has the ability to use it, he should use it. I, I just think, I don't want to turn the whole show into this because we could talk about video review for hours. I just think if it's something debatable, the, the league should just say, let's hold on, we got to look at it, which I think with, with tonight's play, they probably would have done. Because watching live, we thought that might have been out. I, I said it was offside as soon as the goal was scored. There's going to be an offside challenge here because that puck was out. That was Scott in Boston. Always good to hear from him. Oylers win 3-2 he, over I the think, Los Angeles Kings. I think he wants a fast winger for Connor. Well, he's called in three <laughs> times and he's brought it up every time. <laughs> Well, Chase Son had a good game, so I think Chase he's, did have a he's, he's staying there for uh, for a while. Back to your phone calls in a couple of minutes. Let's go down to the Hall of Fame room for GCL Diesel, genuine diesel parts, and turbochargers at great prices. GCLDiesel.com. Here's Coach Ken Hitchcock. <laughs> uh, Ken, does every team need a Drake Kajula who seemed to get under the skin of Drew Doughty, if nothing else, and then few other guys didn't like him. Does the team need that sort of player? Yeah, in the game in L.A., Dow's had a field day with us. And he's having a field day with a lot of teams. He's really dialed in. And anything we could do, it's a lot like playing against Forsberg. You might as well get him where he wants to take your head off and maybe affect some focus. He's such a good player. But we tried to, we tried to play him hard, like most teams do, and and Drake's good that way. And I think it also helps Drake's game. I think when he plays that feisty game, it makes him more effective, even offensively. He goes in into the uh, reckless areas to help. And I think he did. he's done that in the last two games. A lot better. Ken, uh, in the Dallas game, Ben and Sagan have a chance right at the end, end and they don't. You get the save. And tonight, your goalie gives up his first bad goal and since he got here. But it comes back because it's an offside. Is there a... Can you talk to me a little bit about sort of the hockey karma? Things are starting to go the right way and you're starting to get the right breaks? Yeah, you know, and, you know, since I've been here, we've, we, we deserved, I thought, a much better fate in a couple of games and didn't get it, um, especially the Anaheim game. And uh, even L.A., we played so well in L.A. And then... I think also the thing we got to look at right now, Mark, to be honest with you, is we're, we're giving up too many odd man rushes. And that's something that 
we got to view where that's coming from. Are we overly aggressive? Are our reads proper? But, you know, because we, we caught a we caught a, caught a break today. We gave up a breakaway at the end. And, you know, I, I think just from an awareness standpoint, we got to get more comfortable in these type of games. I mean, again, it's tied going into the third period. That's the Western Conference. You got to you got to take points out of close games. It's a one goal league and it's really a one goal, one goal conference. And we don't want to be the first to crack. And I think towards the end of games, um, you know, we don't give up much. We didn't give up much in the third period, but the ones we did give up were doozies. And we got to get rid of that. Uh, it was 25, I think, a change for Oscar Clefbaum. Back-to-back goals that he scored for you guys. What's what's your sense of this defenseman and maybe what he's capable of? Um, you're using him a tremendous amount. Well, I think he's capable of a lot more minutes than 25. Moving ahead, I think that 25 is probably the floor. Uh, I, I think what he does, he plays with a calmness about him that really, really helps. And I think that he settles it down on exits when we're in trouble. He's, he's able to buy time to get us out. And I think when, when you play with a calmness, you can play a lot of minutes. And his recovery rate's fantastic. Uh, but I, I, I think 25 to me is the floor. I think you're going to see him play more and more than that even. And I, I think, like I said to you before, Ryan, if you, if you don't tax in the first six minutes of a period, you're in a pretty good spot from the timeout standpoint for defensemen, it's a long rest. I mean, that 90-second rest just feels like forever. And uh, and a lot of guys can recover, and you can double shift, guys. Again, uh, Alex Chason, again, with another goal tonight, his 11th of the year. In your opinion, what allows him to be so successful on that top line and especially on the power play? On the power play, he, he knows angles. He, he, he's, he's got a great... St- a great stick, but he knows angles. He knows where shots are coming from. And the other part for me is he just goes into the hard areas to score. He's prepared to do that. Uh, and he, he, he does it ahead of time so that he's there before the puck. He's not trying to arrive on the puck. He goes right there, camps out, and waits for stuff to come. And, and the more and more that line plays together, the more and more that Connor and uh, Leon know that He's there all the time, and they can just put pucks into that area, and they're going to get scoring chances. The other thing is, by him playing this way, it allows us to have more puck possession. You look at the three or four shifts in the third period, they just threw it in there, the puck spit out the other side, and we still maintain possession. And, and that's something that we want to get to is have way more in-zone time if we can. Can coaches' challenges with those offsides, I guess you get a delay of game penalty now if you're wrong so what made you so sure you were right there is it the uh, video coach calling out or are you guys on the bench it's on the it's on the monitor and it comes it's comes so quick now you know before you used to you know ask for a water break or or whatever to to, to buy time but it came it comes right away right now and it was 10 seconds and they said you, you got to make the challenge it's outside and and then even if you looked at the monitor at your feet, you could see it was outside. So easy call today. I mean, you've seen, I've seen a lot more difficult. And even, even when it was, uh, even if it would have been closer to the blue line, the, the offside winger was three feet inside the line. So he was way inside the line too. So. 
Uh, Ken, we've seen, obviously, Oscar Clefbaum's offense get an uptick. Adam Larson, you can, uh, at least on the surface, see him out there making a lot more rushes. Is there something sort of stylistically or systematically that you've done to unlock more offense out of that top pairing? Uh, well, quite frankly, I don't think they're near where they should be. And I, they're better, but they're not near where they should be. They're too far apart for me which is something we're going to work on the next couple of days. But they're getting better and better at being comfortable running the attack. In other words, getting up on the play, being fourth attackers. They're getting better at that. But in zone stuff, I think we can get a big uptick from those guys because they got great shots. They snap it through. But we got to get them playing more inside the dots, way more inside the dots, so we can get way more activity at the net. All right, that's Oilers head coach Ken Hitchcock. Oilers beat the Kings 3-2. Clefbaum gets the game winner for the second straight game. Interesting what he said there at the end, though, about not just Clefbaum, but Larson, who has there have never been high offensive expectations from him. But what's Cle- what's Hitch talking about the way he described their positioning at the end? Well, he, he wants them closer together so it's easier to make passes. I, I, I think that one thing we've seen Clefbaum and Larson uh, over the years is they like to go east-west a lot. And when they're far apart, East-West takes a lot longer. So it slows down the pace of the game. I do believe there is more offensively in Clefbaum. I don't think there's a whole lot more offensively in Larson. Larson's a shutdown defenseman. I don't think you can make a shutdown defenseman offense. You don't think you can all of a sudden turn him into be a gifted offensive player. I think that that is a pairing that's suited very, very well because Clefbaum will create the offensive situations he's always got Larson there to back him up all right Oilers win at 3-2 whenever they get to five or more in a game we turn on the Japanese Village goal light on the Oilers page on 630ched.com that will allow you to print up a coupon for a free appy at Japanese Village three locations in Edmonton downtown south side and north side 780-496-0063 let's bring Nick onto the open line hey Nick thanks for calling hello hi Nick go ahead Hey, I called you guys a couple of days ago, uh, and I was telling you guys the problem with the Oilers, well, not the Oilers, but the people that call your show, is they always make excuses. Do you remember that? Yep. Yep. Yeah, so basically, uh, I guess the truth prevails. So instead of pointing the finger at Lucic or McClellan or Shirelli or blah, 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 and I told you guys it's not that, it's the players. The figures should be pointed at the players. And then you look at the last two games, what was the difference? I don't know. What, what, what do you think the difference was, Nick? The reason why they won the last two games is you saw it in their play. They wanted it. Everybody wanted it. It wasn't just one guy or two guys. The players oh. came home and played. And All look right. at the result. Thanks, Nick. Appreciate it. Oilers win 3-2. Jonathan Quick still looking for his first victory of the season. Good tonight, but takes the loss. Here's Jonathan Quick for BDO First Call Debt Solutions, Bankruptcies and Consumer Proposals, Licensed Insolvency Trustees. Uh, we lost. I feel like we lost, so we got to get a win tomorrow. Personal, nice to be back. Uh, personally, I lost too, so yeah. But we're going to try to get a win tomorrow. What, what happened on the, on the last goal before you want to transfer? I felt like it was pretty easy for you guys to see, you know. It was shot from point. Went in. It's, it's just, I know you haven't been around the team for a whole lot. It was just one of the better all-around games you guys have had in the world. Uh, I, I felt like we played a lot of good games. So, yeah. yeah, I thought we played well tonight. I thought we deserved to win. 
All right. Uh, he is one of the worst interviews in the NHL. I don't, I don't think we'll, I don't think we'll ever use a Jonathan Quick post game interview again. The Oilers win three two. We're back after the ten thirty news. Tony and Betty up next on the phone lines. You'll hear from Oscar Clefbaum, who got the game winner tonight. Oilers hockey presented by Osmond Auction. You're listening to Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line. This is the Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line on Oilers Radio. From the other night against Dallas, Kevin Gravel is back in on the third pair, and he starts the rush the other way. Kajula to the net, wrist shot, sprawling, save quick, rebound, score. It's shoveled in by Yesapuliarvi, who has his second of the year. Well, that's the one that opened the scoring tonight, a minute 21 into the game. The Oilers scored the first two goals in this one. L.A. came back to tie it, and then Oscar Clefbaum wins it on a power play goal with 2.20 to go, 3-2 Edmonton over L.A. Here's Clefbaum for GCL Diesel. Genuine diesel parts and turbochargers at great prices. GCLDiesel.com. Hello, guys. Hey, Oscar. Oscar, second straight game uh, playing the hero. Is uh, the offense starting to roll with you right now? <laughs> yeah, it obviously feel good. It's been good timing for my first two goals here, so... Uh, uh, it was a big win for us. We didn't play our best, best game, but to come out with two points in a game like this, and obviously for me personally, it's nice to get the goals going, and, and obviously it's been good timing for them too. So, uh, like I said, it's been a it was a huge win for us, and hopefully we can build off this. So you don't they kind of took the third period a little bit from you, but you guys got it out, you know, hung in there, and then capitalized, right? Yeah. At the end. Is, it, is it good to win when maybe, as you said, you probably didn't play your best? Game? Yeah, these are these wins are feel better than we, when we win with 5-1 or something when we play really good so like I said it gives us a lot of confidence um, we should build off this and, and, and focus on the next game here because we can play way better I think but this is still two points and, and, and it's really good Alright Oscar Clefbaum first two goals of the season both game winners the Oilers go to 12-11-2 they're 2-3-1 against the Pacific Division they will have another divisional opponent on Saturday when they take on the Vegas Golden Knights Rob Brown Reed Wilkins we're live in Studio 99 thanks a lot for tuning in it's 10:35. we have Tony on the open line Tony thank you for calling hey how's it going boys doing well um I have a couple questions um first one is uh, Jesse Pugliarvi got brought back up from the from the AHL because Hitchcock said that he thought he can bring up his confidence. Since he scored tonight, do you think that his confidence is going to go way up, or do you think it's going to be basically just steady now? He'll score every couple of games, and then to, you know it won't like he won't get to the point where the Leon Drysail. And the and the second question is, I didn't get the chance to watch much of it because my internet. Um, the thing that really irritated me was that call in the first period when Cassian went to go and get into the uh, get into the offensive zone, and he got the penalty on Doughty, even though Doughty was the one who was interfering with him. Okay, your first question. Uh, I do believe any young player that struggles to score finds the back of the net. His confidence is going to be boosted. Is that going to? allow him to be a, a goal scorer every couple of games well that's no. a 40 goal pace yeah i i i think that what hitch wants out of pulley is an honest effort both with and without the puck i think if pulley gives an on an honest effort without the puck he'll be able to continue to get minutes with rnh and if you're playing with rnh you're going to get scoring chances so i it will help it will boost his confidence but i think right now yes he is a, a game-to-game player 
Each game he has to improve a little bit more than the game before to get where he wants to be. He's still a long ways away from where he wants to be, but it will help. As for the Cassian Doughty, um, Doughty rubbed him off. He got in his way. They're not usually going to call that, but when you grab a guy around the head and pull his helmet off, they will certainly call that every time. So uh, every time I see a call called on the ice or a non-call, I just go with my gut, what I, what I think right away. As soon as I saw that, I said, oh, that's going to be a penalty against Cassian, and it was. Oilers win at 3-2 as we check your scores, courtesy Edmonton Trailer. Drive away with your newer used trailer. Head to edmontontrailer.com. The Golden Knights have just finished off Vancouver 4-3, the final in that one, William Carlson had a shorthanded goal. Turns out to be the game winner. The Bruins beat the Islanders 2-1 in a shootout. Columbus over Minnesota 4-2. Senators blank the Rangers 2-zip. The Lightning end the Sabres 10-game winning streak 5-4. Tampa Bay gets the win. Yeah, that was a good game. Actually, Buffalo was winning in the third period. The uh, Tampa Bay Lightning score a couple goals, one late in the game to win that one. I watched that one a little bit during the early game. It was a really good hockey. Buffalo is for real. They are good. Coyotes win in Nashville 2-0. Jets outscore the Blackhawks 6-5. Ehlers a hat trick. He has eight goals on the season. Line got two goals. He's up to 21. And, uh, of course, right here in Edmonton, Oilers knock off the Kings 3-2. 780-496-0063. Betty, you're on with Robin Reed. Go ahead. Uh, good evening. First of all, Rob, I would like to thank you uh, for your uh, analyses and explanations uh, when, when people have questions. I really appreciate it. Um, well, thank you very much. You're welcome. Chase, saw when you... Uh, interviewed him after the game said and i quote they look for each other and i think he was referring to uh connor and leon so it must be hard for another winger to go up there to play with with those two guys when they're always looking for each other why can't leon play on some other other line um, a good question, and yes, you're right. He was referring to Leon and Connor. They do look for each other. I, I think that they think the game very similarly, so they know where each other's going to be. They're the two best players on the team, so they try to get it into each other's hands. I think a player that plays with them like Jason is fine with that. He respects that. He knows what his role is, is to keep plays alive, drive through the middle, get in front, and he will benefit. And Alex Chason came to camp here on a PTO, and probably if Upshaw isn't injured, he's not even with the Edmonton Oilers. So right now, he's appreciating every opportunity he gets to play with not only the best player on the team, but the best two players on the team. So as far as other wingers playing there, they've had plenty of different guys that have tried. I think right now it's a nice fit with Alex there because he does the grunt work. He goes in front of the net and allows... Connor and Leon to create on the outside and Chason just picks up the garbage left over and I guarantee if you asked Alex he will take that job every day of the week and appreciate it. All right Oilers beat the Kings 3-2 this guy was getting booed a lot tonight the Oilers took a couple penalties for plays on him Drew Doughty for BDO first call debt solutions bankruptcies and consumer proposals licensed insolvency trustees. 
It was great having him back. He thought he played a really good game. Um, you know, anything, anytime Jonathan uh, is back there with us, uh, he just feels so comfortable, so confident, and you know, it's just frustrating the fact that we couldn't have played better in front of him and get the win tonight. Yeah. Small things, um, you know, the offside, obviously, uh, or Jay and the, yeah. those are details of the game. Yeah, you know, it'd be nice to get a little break like that, but you know, the way you get breaks is by playing better. And I thought that, you know, even though we lost tonight, we played with a lot more heart and emotion. Uh, we played hard, uh, but the bottom line is in the third period, we got to bear down and take that lead and win the hockey game. Being able to battle back from 2 nothing, big for you guys as well. Yeah, it was big. Um, in, the, in this league, if you don't score the first goal, and usually if you're down by 2 nothing, you're going to for sure lose. So for us to battle back, show a lot of heart, I thought we had a pretty good second, and we even had some chances in the third. Like I said, we didn't. We played hard, um, but we got to win games right now, so playing hard isn't enough. We need to bring more. Is it good that you're playing tomorrow night, but this one behind you get back on it? I guess, yeah, uh, for sure. And it's another huge game for us, Calgary Flames, another division rival. Uh, tonight's a frustrating one, though, and it's going to be tough to forget for the next couple hours, that's for sure. Delay game penalty test. Is that just one of those things where you just throw uh, your shoulders? Yeah, and, uh, no, it's just... AI makes so many great plays for our team. If anyone is even going to try to, you know, get get on him about that, you know, that's that's not the way it is. Uh, AI plays amazing for us tonight. Every night he he works his bag off. He's a great teammate. He's a great person. Um, and you know, when guys like that make you know little mistakes like that, it's on the PK to stop it and not allow that goal to go in. All right, that is Drew Doughty for the Los Angeles Kings. Very involved in the game. Plays 26-49. Obviously, Kara called for giving him a cross-check. Cassian called for pulling the helmet off. He was getting booed here at Rogers Place. I mean, he's probably the type of guy. He, he loves it. Like, yeah. Either he's not hearing the booze and he doesn't care, or he's just like, this is great. I think, this gets me going. I, I think it gets him going. He was like Chris Chelios. Chris Chelios loved being hated in other arenas. Uh, Drew Doughty's one of those guys you're going to boo until you find out he's on your team. Then you're going to cheer really, really loud. <laughs> he is one of the best in the National Hockey League. You know, we've talked on and off this season about the Pacific Division. So Calgary has 30 points. San Jose, Vegas, and Anaheim all have 29. Edmonton has 26. So Edmonton's three points out of the playoffs, but they're also only four points out of first. It's it's pretty tight. Calgary and L.A. obviously playing coming up here. Well, and that's why you want to get a little bit of a run going. Bob asked upstairs who I would play in the game against Vegas on Saturday night, and to me it's Koskinen. He gives you the best chance of winning a game right now. He's been outstanding. And the fact I, I believe that the playoff race for the the Pacific Division is going to be three spots in four teams. I think Calgary, San Jose, Edmonton, Vegas are my four teams that I think are going to be there. Vegas is now with Schmidt back, is now playing Seven like... Seven straight wins. Yeah, so now they're playing like you would expect them to play. So when you're playing a team that you're going to be challenging for a playoff spot, Vegas on Saturday, you want to put your best lineup forward. So I would have Koskinen in. Now having said that, Hitch has said that he trusts both goaltenders. They do need Cam Talbot to get to where he was at before. But if I if I was picking a goaltender, if I had to put in a, a must-win game, and it's not must-win, but it's an important game, Koskinen would be the guy for me. All right, we have Rob standing by, 780-496-0063. Hi, Rob, go ahead. Hey, how's it going, guys? Doing well. Awesome. I just want to talk a little bit about Hitchcock. Uh, uh, what a breath of fresh air. I mean, that guy, I mean, every interview and everything, every time he talks, is just amazing. Uh, you just learn so much. And you don't, you know, you don't get the... You know, just the blah, 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 blah. Yeah, we put punks in deep, blah, blah, blah. Like, I just love every, all the insight that he has. Um, and not only that, but uh, the line changing he's been doing, like, I think has really worked out uh, amazing. 
Uh, I don't know. I just, I just really like him. Now, I'm not, I'm not sliding McClellan, but I just, you know, I, I just really, really liked Hitch's, um, like the, the like the, everything he's, he's put forward in this in this team. I think it's, it's been amazing. So I'll, I'll leave you guys with that. Except for one other thing, I was just gonna say, I think Drew Doughty's helmet comes off way too fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a fair observation. I think that's a that's a that's a fair observation for sure. You know, different coaches are gonna have different approaches. There are. I mean, look, it's it's a classic saying. It's where sometimes you have to change the voice. Yep. Ken, Ken Hitchcock isn't reinventing hockey. Todd McClellan wasn't reinventing hockey. Every coach wants his players to back check, play defense first, take care of their responsibilities first, all, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, you're right. There's always a bump whenever there's a coaching change. A team plays a little bit better than it's been playing simply because they're playing guilty. Uh, they feel horrible about the, what's happened because it, it's 90% of the time their coaches change because the players are underachieving. Right. So now they got to go out and they play a little harder, and they also want to impress the new coach because everyone's got a, you know, a blank page so they can go out and write their own story on. Um, when it when it comes about when he talks about Hitch with the the entertainment value with the way I'm talking afterwards, that's Hitch. Hitch likes to talk. He loves to talk, and, and he's a great storyteller, but he also, and, and it, when he talks afterwards, he could sit, he'll come up here into the bar, and he'll sit at a table and talk for hours about hockey. He is a, he's a lifer, so when he, when he retired last year, he wasn't going to be retired. He'd be coaching some midget B team in Devon, Alberta, just because he wants to be behind a bench, and that's the way Hitch is. Uh, right now, everything's going magical for him. And they just they need to continue because what you see right now with all the teams playing each other, when if you lose, someone's gaining points on you or moving further away yeah, from you. You just don't want overtime games. Yes, yeah. and there, there's a lot of yeah, a lot of three point games in the National Hockey League. That's why it's, I, I'm looking forward to Saturday's game against Vegas. Vegas is playing well night right now. The Oilers are playing better. I think it's going to be a fun night. Hitchcock now 3-1-1 one one behind the bench. The Oilers win tonight 3-2 over the Kings. You will hear from Connor McDavid when we get back to Studio 99. Oilers hockey presented by Osmond Auction. Oh, we're looking for someone to finish the play as well. 780-496-0063. This is Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line. Live Oilers hockey is brought to you by Osmond Auction. This is the Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Off the draw, lead pass. Dustin Brown might have a breakaway in on that. Rich shot denied by Koskinen. Great save, Koskinen. That's the one Edmonton needed. Another strong outing by Miko Koskinen. He's 7-2-1. 30 stops tonight as the Oilers beat the Kings 3-2. That was his save of the game for Jiffy Loop, keeping you moving to and from the game, jiffyloopservice.ca. All right, Jim is our finish the play contestant, but before we get to that, Jim, give us your thought on the game. Hey, Jim, do we have you? I think the biggest improvement in our hockey team right now is they're playing 60 minutes. They skate. They don't just play one or two periods and then they seem to slack off. Hey, go, go, go. I think that's a big improvement. No, you're, you're right right there. I, I think the Oilers uh, in the last number of games outside of the L.A. game in L.A. Uh, have given you an honest effort, and, and they're in the game. They're, they're tight going into the third period. They need a break, and they've got the break. So, yeah, no, I agree. All right, Jim, we're going to finish the play with you. If you are correct here, you get your name into a draw for a one-hour rental at Fast Track Indoor Karting. That's valued as 1000 bucks. 
safe adrenaline pumping fun. Fast track carding Edmonton.com. Here we go. And Jujar Kara powers through two guys. Centers backhand. Okay, chance for Jujar Kara with the Oilers up 2 0 in the first period. Did he score or not? Oh, goal. And Jujar Kara powers through two guys. Centers backhander and a save made by Jonathan Quick. All right, Jim goes into the grand prize draw. Kara uh, looking for, uh, he's now 39 games without a goal. That was a great play. But that was, I thought he had a pretty good game. Yeah, well, he, he took he, the penalty, obviously. But. Yeah, but I mean, the, the play that he had that we just heard, he went through two, two kings. Like, they bounced off him, and then he still went to the net, and that might have been Jonathan Quick's best save of the night. I thought Jujar had him. I thought he had his arms far enough, his stick far enough around him, and somehow Quick was able just to get the toe on it. So, yeah, no, Jujar, I think he understands what his role is, and he's played it quite well as of late. Quick so athletic. I mean, sometimes he'll look like he's out of position, but he's, he's so quick at, at getting back. And this is just a minor little play. But remember that play? It, it went wide. He, he lunged for it, and it went wide, and then it came off the backboard, yeah. back between his legs. And he and, caught and it. And he looked back like he still was able to trap Where the Where so many people, when that comes back out, it's back in front of the net. And the other thing I, I was shocked at, it was I was, sitting, I was with my father in the stands watching this from the press box. Uh, he pointed it out. Jonathan Quick, 6'1". He's 220. That is a huge, huge goalie. The other goalie on their team is 6'1". He's 180. He's got 40 pounds on the other goalie. It's the exact same size. You don't see goalies that big. You can see them tall. He's actually, he weighs more than Koskinen. Koskinen's got him by a foot and a half, and he weighs more than him. So uh, a big goalie that somehow is very, still very agile. Oilers win 3-2 over the Kings. One assist tonight for the captain, Connor McDavid. Here he is. Connor, I know I asked you on the ice there, but uh, fifth straight game heading into uh, the third period tied. Is it just a matter of getting comfortable with these one-goal games, these tight games, and kind of getting them up? It's a one-goal league. Um, you know, a lot of games are tight, and you got to find a way to get on uh, the winning side of these tight ones. Uh, how great is it to see number 77 kind of chip in offensively, obviously playing hero on Tuesday and again tonight? He's been great for us. Um, you know, he logs a lot of minutes, um, you know, plays solid defensively, and helps out when he can offensively. And you know, Obviously, he's been good the last two and chipped in with big goals. All right, well, McDavid's saying it's a one-goal league, and I think that goes back to what the, the previous caller had about playing you know, 60 minutes, which obviously is a cliche, but the, the good teams have the mentality that this is not going to come easy. Let's not mm-hmm. give it away. And when the Oilers have struggled certain games last year, a couple of games this year, one or two bad plays or goals against has spiraled out of control, and... It, halfway through a period, you're right in there, and then at the end of the period, you're like, oh, my God, we, we were in a horrible situation. Now, a big part of that is goaltending. Yep. Uh, but, you know, when they've played well, they've stayed in it, and there's nothing wrong with being comfortable in close games. Well, no, if you want to be a playoff team, uh, when games come down, the you know, March and April, those points are so important. They're all close games. If you get into a playoff series which the Oilers are hoping to do, all those games are one-goal games. So you got to have confidence that you can win them. I, I think what you're seeing right now with a, a, a Ken Hitchcock team is the Oilers are not getting outplayed in huge spurts. There was times where the Oilers would have a good first and the second period would completely outclassed and they'd give up two or three and then they go in the third period down. Or they'd come out and we saw a number of games where they're down 2 nothing. seemed like every game where they're being outclassed. They're not being outplayed badly in any periods where they're also not dominating. 
big time. It's the games are all close, and the way Hitch plays is, you know, grind. He talks about it a lot. Grind it out, grind it, out. keep it close. Don't give up that big mistake. And all the games are going to be tight going into the third period. And the, with the Oilers, if you've got a goaltender that's playing the way that Koskinen is, and you've got Connor McDavid and a power play unit that's capable, close games are the friends of the Edmonton Oilers because they can win them because they have an advantage with Connor McDavid. All right, Clefbaum, a late game winner on the power play, and the Oilers take down the Los Angeles Kings 3-2. Don't forget to get more on the Oilers page on 630Ched.com. Our next broadcast is Saturday night, 6.30 face-off show, 8 o'clock, puck drop, the Vegas Golden Knights in town. And as Rob and I were talking about, they have won seven in a row. The Oilers with the win tonight get to 12, 11, and 2. Thanks to Troy Bowler, our engineer here at Rogers Place and in Studio 99. Thanks to Kellen Kennedy, our studio producer at 630 Ched. Oilers Hockey presented by Osmond Auction. You've been listening to Canadian Brewhouse Overtime Open Line. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Thanks for listening. Oilers win 3-2. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad.